welcome to the Empower Church podcast. My name is Matt Garner, and I'm the pastor at Empower Church here in Melbourne, Australia. We're so glad you've joined us today, and I am believing that today's message is not only going to inspire you and encourage you, but it's going to empower, equip, and challenge you to be everything that God has called you to be. Hey, if you want more information about what we're up to at Empower Church, just jump on our website, empowerchurch.co, and all the details are there. We really hope that you enjoy the message. Awesome. Good morning. I love, I love, I love the church, which means I love you. You are beautiful. Uh, so good to have you here. Thank you for being here as we enter these cold, wet mornings. It's definitely an act of the will to get up, hey? But at least we are coming, right? I don't know if you can think back to maybe last winter or a couple of winters before when we weren't in lockdown and we were all complaining that it was too cold in, in the building. Well, we don't have that problem here. <laughs> in fact, I've learned you need to do layers, right? So wear that big fluffy jacket, but then um, you pretty much end up in in shorts and a t-shirt because it's warm in here, but anyway. Um, but yeah, we just thank the Lord for Latrobe and just um, what he's opened up for us here. Like this is just such a blessing. Um, so we just bless them and we just thank the Lord for the opportunity for, um, yeah, that he's just opened up. And yeah, so for those that don't know me, my name's um, Alicia. And as I said, um, I, I love the church and I'm so grateful to be a part of a community of people and a community of believers that um, love Jesus and want to see his kingdom extended. So, um, yeah, so over the last few weeks, if you haven't been around, we've been doing a series called Fivefold Family, and that's talking about essentially a pest out of Ephesians 4. So, the apostle, the prophet, Help me out here. Pastor, evangelist, teacher. Awesome. So I'm going to bring that series, I suppose, to a close today, talking around the prophetic, which in and of itself is such a massive area and you could just like sit here for the whole year. So um, please, I'm just touching on it. Um, but I suppose what our heart has been to see is rather than to concentrate on, you know, Apostle such and such, prophet such and such, teacher such and such. It's more around the, um, the function, the expression throughout the body. And I suppose just before we get into the prophetic this morning, let's, let's pray. But um, I just, I suppose I wanted to continue just to bring the why behind why we're doing this. Um, so yeah, but anyway, let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for your word. Jesus, I thank you for, for your presence. I thank you for your church. And so Holy Spirit, would you come and would you breathe upon um, this message? Would you knit our hearts? Would you knit our minds? And we just thank you that we are one body, one spirit, that you are our one Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So firstly, part of our reason for doing this is really to shift our mindset. And I know... We sound like a stuck record, but there's a lot of shifting that needs to take place um, in the church. And so part of the reason around, I suppose, bringing some of this, this teaching and this series is to, to begin to shift our focus that the church, you know, and you could preach here for me, that would be great. The church is not the building, but the church is the, the people. And we are not members, but we are 
ministers, so the ministry, um, whilst it's really important and the Lord appoints leaders and and, and apostles and prophets and he does that and we see that that's biblical, but it's not to stop there. It's to see it spread throughout the whole body. And um, I just love... Louisa, for those that don't know, know Louisa, yeah, say hi. <laughs> Louisa came out from Jamaica. She is Dorica's mom. Oh, but she is just such an inspiration. Um, she was. I was talking to her last week, and and she just said, "Oh, I called my friend. Sorry, I can't do your accent. I called my friend in Jamaica, <laughs> and I told her, you know, that the church, the church, the church is not the building. The church is not the structure." The church is the people and she's talking with so much fire and I just wanted to honour her because, you know, she in age is probably one of the elders, the elderly in our congregation and, and in our community and has followed Jesus for so long. But I love the fact that she is open, is open to what God is doing in his church and that she's not just keeping it to herself, but she's spreading it to others. So we want to continue to recognise that we are the body of Christ. Think about that because we, we, we say that a lot, right? But we are his body. We are his body. He is the head. It's all about him, right? But he gave Ephesians 4 as gifts to his people and to his body. And so in Ephesians 4, 11 to 14, it says, so Christ gave um, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers to equip his people for the works of service. So the body of Christ may be built up until we reach the unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. And we become mature, attaining to the whole message and the fullness of Christ. So it's only when we get a revelation of this, that we are actually his hands and his feet that we become able to walk into a place that, that of actual maturity where we actually attain, where we, um, we, where we see the fullness of Christ. And obviously to see the unity of the body. And I don't know about you, but within church, I've seen a lot of disunity, right? But Jesus and his call to you and to me is that we would be unified and that we wouldn't be exclusive, but our arms and our hearts would be open to include people in the family of God, this multi-ethnic, you know, multi-generational, intergenerational body of people. And so I think what I wanted to, I suppose, focus on before I start talking about, you know, the 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 prophetic is that it, it, it always points to Jesus, right? Jesus is the head. Jesus over everything, right? But he has actually released. He has released. His fullness is only found in the body coming together. So that means, you know how some people say, you know, yes, it's all about Jesus, but I only need Jesus. Yeah, but the way that you actually experience the fullness of Jesus is actually with each other. And so, um, you know what? We are interconnected, <laughs> Hey, so we are not codependent. We're not dependent. We're not codependent. We're not independent, but we are interdependent. And can I suggest, you know, like we talked about Jesus is the perfect prophet, the perfect apostle, the perfect evangelist, blah, 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 right? But we, we, are, not, we are not that. So we actually need each other. So I'm all good with weakness. I'm all good with um, with 
just not having it all. Why? Number one, because it causes us to rely on the Spirit. Isaac, you know, alluded to that so well last week. But it also causes us to rely on each other. And for so, for, for so long, people that don't look like us, that don't have our style, that don't do the things the way that we do things, we've got the, um, I suppose, the... Sometimes we've got the tendency, right, just to go, oh, well, you know, maybe that's not right. Or maybe I'll just hang with these people that just see Jesus how I see Jesus. But who knows that God is so, so big. Who knows the fullness of Christ is very hard for us to actually comprehend. And it's actually in the coming together. You know, Cookie and Tomsey, they see, uh, they carry Jesus and they see a different perspective of Jesus to maybe Robin and to then, you know, to Amy, to Mary and Joseph, you know, and it's in the coming together as we focus on Him and we become more like Him as we are formed into His image, but then come together to support and see that expressed throughout the body that we actually see the fullness of Christ. And, you know, sometimes I've noticed that we've said that word, you know, being, being formed into the image of Christ, being formed into the image of Jesus. You know, we spurt that off a lot. But what, what is that actually about? <laughs> Another way that I suppose you can say it is when we, um, I suppose, embrace our identity, right, by grace through faith because of the work of Jesus, his, his birth, his death, his life, his death, his re- resurrection. When we take hold of that, our spirit becomes alive and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the ability to embrace our identity as Jesus-like humans. We are free to live wholeheartedly, fully alive people who can love God and love people. So the purpose of this, I suppose, this whole, whole series is to number one, point us to Jesus, but to see Jesus released in his body, you know, and at this stage, it might just be an awareness, right? Because this is something that we're embedded into fabric. It's not something in culture. It takes, it takes time. But I want to, I suppose, encourage that you play a part. You know me, I'm just like not about this microphone. I'm not just not about this stage, just like full stop. Like for so long, it's been too much about here. But you play a part. You play a role. You fill a piece of the puzzle that no one else can fill. Some scriptures to back it up. So Ephesians 4.4 says, There is one body, there is one spirit, and just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And 1 Corinthians 12.12-26. Thanks, Grace. Grace is so, so good. Hey, we just take all of this for granted, but... Yeah, last night I was emailing, I was like, I am this and this and this. But anyway, you do a great job. Thank you. So as the body through one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so is it with Christ. For we all, so for we were all baptised by one spirit, so that as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, so 
doesn't matter where you come from, what your background is, slave or free, so it's not around what you do, it's not about your demographic, where you come from, and we were all given the one spirit to drink, so the body is not made up of one part, but many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not the hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for the reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not the eye, I do not belong in the body, it would be for that uh, la, la, la. it would be f- for that reason I've totally lost my space. Do you want to read it? Do you want to read it for me? Okay. Uh, let's go again. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And if the EO should say yeah, Coralie, come and read it. Welcome back, Coralie. Coralie's been yeah, sorry, I've got a bit of head fog at the moment. Come. <laughs> it's good to have Coralie back. She's been in Perth for like forever. Okay, so here. Where are we? Here. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? And if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of in, every, in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think... And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And if one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Amen. Amen. So we are all part of his body and I need you, you need me, the person next to you. You know, it's just simply not about a few, a few people, but it's all of us working together. And I believe that everything that we need is in the body. And if we are not seeing it and if we are lacking it, it's it's for a couple of reasons. It's, It's because there's an inactive part of the body. And, you know, I look to all the bodybuilders, personal trainers, and you would know that if you don't use a muscle, what happens? We get muscle atrophy, and it's the process of building. And so together we support each other in building up the body. And so if something is lacking, it's because a part of the body is not active, or the other reason is that there's a part of the body that's actually wounded. And so this is why my passion, my passion is to see the body equipped to see each person play their role and their part. And number two is to see healing come to the body. So individually, in families, in us as corporately, to see healing come through the Holy Spirit, 
that Jesus would have his way and that we would see his kingdom established because, you know, it's, it's, it's because of Jesus, right, that he took, because of sin entered in, so our image of who we are created in as the image of God was distorted. But Jesus redeemed that. And he not only redeemed that, he showed us how to live. And so I say all of that to say the reason why we're looking at some of the functions of the body, of the, some of the functions of the church is because they are some of the ex- expressions or the way that Christ is expressed and we all need to be a part of that. And I think I, I continue to say that as we grow in maturity, we grow in all of these areas, but I think it would be, I think we do need to recognise that we've got strengths in some of these areas and we need to use those to serve each other. So cool. Let me get on to the uh, prophetic. So what do you think about when you think about the prophetic? Prophecy. Yeah, someone's, someone's speaking, dreams, interpretation, to bring edification. And so often we see the prophetic or the the prophet as the one that speaks the word of knowledge or brings that prophecy. And yes, it is that, but it's more than that. So Grace is going to help me out a bit. And I'm just going to go through some of the the functions, I suppose, of that prophetic um, voice. Um, not necessarily all inclusive, but um, some some point. So it's around maintaining loyalty and faithfulness to God. And as I begin to read this, think of the people that it's like, oh yeah, that is so their jam. So maintaining loyalty and faithfulness to God above all. The guardians of covenant relationship with God and his people and understanding that in the New Testament, this is now the new covenant. And so this is the covenant that Jesus brings. So yeah, anyway, I'm just getting passionate. Um, Focus on holiness and righteousness. And again, the shift between the Old Testament and the New Testament is that our um, focus on holiness and righteousness now needs to come through the filter of Jesus. It is His holiness and because of Him that we can become the MJ. No, he's gone. The righteousness of God. Um, you know, First Peter 1 Peter uh, 1.16 says, Be holy as I am holy. So that prophetic voice is like, you know, is focused towards being holy, but understanding that that needs to come through Jesus. It's that bringing that prophetic insight. It's the words of knowledge. And again, the focus in the New Testament around um, the prophetic is around encouragement and edification. It's around to build up the body. 1 Corinthians 4.3 says, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging and comfort. And then another area that is often missed when it comes to the prophetic is that whole area of justice and seeking justice. So we can see the prophetic often has like has two two arms. It's the vertical focus, which is like let's let's see, let's see into heaven, see what the Lord says and bring that down. And then the horizontal arm is towards is towards people. So bringing the word of the Lord, but also seeking um, justice to see um, things that are wrong made made right. <coughs> is also part. And so the vertical, we, we see those that are passionate in prayer, the intercessors, the worship leaders, um, and then, you know, those in terms of horizontal, that um, those that are justice-minded, cause-driven. 
And so if we're, even if we're looking and using the um, body as a, I suppose, a example, like it's the, it's the ear, it's that openness and then the obedience. It's the eye, it's the ability to have foresight but also insight. And it's the heart, they're the ones that feel the heart of God. You know, Cookie and Tomsey, when, back when we first started, they ran a, um, a course slash small group, something or other, um, around the prophetic. And they're just, um, just incredible in, in, their con- their, in, in the context of the prophetic, but also just their ability to, pre- uh, to teach. Um, but I remember them saying so much of the foundation of that course was around just getting your heart right. Because it's in the openness of your heart um, that your ability to actually see what the Lord is doing and to receive it. And so when we see the prophetic, I suppose, in the context of callings and vocations, um, you know, that it's, it's all throughout Scripture, right? Like the Old Testament, you've got the major prophets, the minor prophets. There's just, you know, all over the place. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel. And then lots, I've got them all listed, I'm not going to say them all. You know, even Moses, Samuel, David, Joseph, Deborah, Hannah, Miriam. And as you move to the New Testament, obviously, Jesus, maybe not that right yet, sorry. We see Jesus, we see John the Baptist, but then we see something that Joel prophesies. So if we can have Joel 2.28, and it says, um, And afterwards, I will pour my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And even on your servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in these days and I will show you the wonders in heaven and earth. So because of Jesus and because of the release of the spirit, in the New Testament, we see um, prophecy and the prophetic being released across the um, across the body, you know, it, it, it goes from being, you know, in the Old Testament, if they prophesied wrongly, they'd pretty much get killed. But in, in the New Testament, it was, I suppose, that understanding that the Lord, through the Holy Spirit, starting on the day of Pentecost, released a spirit. And that is for you know, it's not respective of if you're a man or a woman or if you're young or if you're old. And, you know, the Bible says to, about, so there's many spiritual gifts and to eagerly desire to prophesy. And I suppose it's with the um, precursor that sometimes, you know, we see in part and so we prophesy in part. And so I want to encourage you, if, if you feel like the Lord has um, asked you to encourage someone, um, you know, don't be fearful that you're going to get it wrong, right? Because you just you just step out, and then you just say, "I hope this blesses you." And if it's if it's wrong, f- feel free just to get rid of it or to or to park it. But you know, the body, the, the Bible talks in Thessalonians and Corinthians around um, you know testing prophecy because we are sometimes not going to see it in entirety, but it's important that as we're desiring the, I suppose, the prophetic understanding that it is something that we are going to grow in. And so I think um, some of what (coughs) we've seen the prophetic or prophecy to be is that person that stands with the mic at the front and gives a prophetic word. And that is significant and I don't want to downplay the importance of that. Like I think 
um, you know, Michael Maiden, Michael Maiden, of a really significant prophecy he gave. And um, a beautiful girl recorded it. So I have that and I will often play it back. And over the seasons, it's been so significant. You know, I think of um, Vicky, she's not Derazio. Who is she now? She got married. But she, um, I, yeah, as I think an 18, Simpson, as a um, 18, 19 year old, I received a, a prophecy from her and it's just stuck with me. And, and in fact, she said, when you prophesy and you'll prevent it, it's actually, it's going to be more accurate when you're outside the four walls of the church building. And I'm only really now getting a revelation of that. So we see that, but it's so much larger. It's so much bigger than that. I suppose the prophetic, um, as is all of the apest, it's um, it's actually seen throughout creation, right? So even when we think in history and in creation, and you can put this up now, but we see the prophets, we see the seers, we see the warriors, we see the poets, right? It's actually Jesus that redeems these areas so that we can, number one, um, be formed into his image, become more like him, but also see his kingdom um, extended. So how is the um, the prophetic, I suppose, displayed? So outside the person standing with a microphone, giving a prophetic word. Um, it is the person that's coming and giving encouragement. You know, um, someone was telling me how they walked into church the other week feeling really down and someone just came up to them and gave them a word of encouragement. And so we see it in the artists. So that's like, I'm talking visual art, fine art, right through to music, all the arts. We see the prophetic voice, um, obviously worship, worship leaders, um, social activists and aid workers and even like psychologists. It's kind of like that heart to see, see, see justice, I suppose, and even futurist environmentalists. And so obviously we see a lot of this outside of the kingdom of God. And so by his spirit, we want to see this demonstrated and displayed to the glory of the name of Jesus. So I just, I suppose for the last little while, just actually want to break it down and give some examples. So I text um, Warren Crossett last night, right? And so if, for those that know Warren, um, he, he loves to pray, right? And I would, like when we talked about some of those um, functions and stuff like that of the prophet, I, I really see that in Warren, right? But what many of you don't know, he is just like an amazing artist, like so amazing. And some of the indirect prophecies, like we think it needs to be a word, but the Spirit of God is so much bigger than that, okay? And so he is just operates in the prophetic and he's picked up on this in the in relation to his art so I'm texting him and I'm like can I have permission to use one of your portraits because I felt like it was really prophetic and symbolic and he took a while to come back to, to come back to me I, would he be okay with me sharing this yeah great I got permission from his daughter <laughs> um he's like oh yeah I just I'm, I'm in Brisbane at the moment I just won the Lethbridge prize of landscapes or something like that so sorry for my late reply but yeah that's fine I won't be in church because of that but um anyway so Grace do you want to try and bring that up thanks oh, Kelvin we miss Kelvin hey um this sorry not probably the best in terms of 
copy of it, and so it's hard to see. But number one, this, oh my gosh, this is a painting. Like when you see, the, if you turn around, you can probably see it more clear up there. Like, what the heck? How amazing is this? So if you go to Warren Crossett, if you go to his website, you'll be able to see all of his, um, his paintings, right? But this is, um, like, comes, so prophetically, when he's painting this, he's talking about, um, it is written, it is written. And talking about, symbolically, that the, um, as we declare the word of the, the Lord, we will overcome the enemy. So obviously being symbolic of the feather writing the word, the Bible, the word of God, and then like stabbing the snake, which represents the enemy. But anyway, um, he's got a few, a few others as well. But I just thought that was a really great example of how indirectly the prophetic is released. It's the same with song. It's the same with music. It is just so um, incredibly powerful. You know, I think about David. We can take that off now. Thanks, Grace. When I think about um, David, right, and how he played before Saul, Saul, and like when, yeah, and then like this, you know, you know, the, the demonic spirits, they just left when, when he played. And so some of you don't even need to open your mouth and you can be prophesying. I think of one of my children, and I haven't asked their permission, so I'll just say one of my children. Um, they, um, they just like play the piano and they just sing. And I love it in summer when all of my... Um, I hope this doesn't stop you doing it, but um, where all of the doors and the windows are open because I just know that people walking in the park and hearing by, that it's actually, they don't even realise it, but it is shifting something off of their lives. And so, um, yeah, so the, so the prophetic, you know, whether it be um, performing arts uh, or, or whatever, it is a significant voice, so be it indirect or direct, it is um, a significant voice. We can probably put the lights up. We're doing lights today, on and off, on and off. Um, yeah, what other, what other examples? Um, yeah, I've got another child that's really artistic and just spends their days just for fun drawing and um, they've come up with like a like these characters and are wanting to create a story and make a movie or it. it's it's all that prophetic um, I suppose voice and so I suppose as we begin as uh, yeah as, as we are all I suppose empowered and we serve each other in these different ways and I suppose just drawing it um, back now. So whether after we've talked over the weeks and you're like, oh, yes, that teacher, that's me. I feel like I haven't necessarily f- fitted within church because, you know, maybe I've only seen the prophetic displayed and that's just not really me. But that teacher and that ability to um, analyse and systematise and see things just so clearly like other people don't actually see them. And, you know, you might be that married with the apostolic. So you've got the ability to see in advance how to set up things that um, help empower the body, just like other people would not be able to see. So... Um, yeah, I think 
If we start to ask questions, if there's gaps, is there's needs, if people are saying, oh no, there's not enough love, people are not being cared for, I think it's a question around shepherds, you need to arise and we need to see the shepherding function released. If we are asking the, uh, the question around, we feel like the community depends on leadership to share, um, uh, you know, it's dependent upon the leadership to tell us about the Bible and people are not engaging in Scripture for themselves. I'm going to suggest that we need the teacher, the teaching function the um, to arise. If people are feeling disconnected from local community and um, the question is being asked, like, how do we go about connecting people in a real way? How do we um, uh, get rid of the divide between, um, you know, the church gathering and the work gathering and all that kind of thing? I'm suggesting that the evangelists need to um, play their part. And if we feel like people are responding to culture and environment and, um, and we're asking the question, how do we help them to help people to live wholeheartedly and passionately for Jesus in a countercultural way? I'm going to say that that is the prophetic voice speaking. And if you're saying, and I don't think this is really us at all because, yeah, we're very pioneering, but if, 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 if the question's been asked, you know, we feel very stuck in the present. It's all like very stagnant. We need to get moving. Um, that certainly is the, the apostolic voice. So... I suppose I just want to continue to encourage you that you are part um, of this beautiful body with Christ as, as the head. And as we serve each other, serve each other in love and serve others, we will reach unity and we will reach the fullness of Christ. We will see, you know, the things that we've prayed for for so long is caught up in you and me. So if you've got areas and you're like, oh, I'm passionate about that, find someone who's a bit further along in the journey from you and learn from them, glean from them, ask them to mentor you. And if you have something to give, that you're like, well, I don't have the microphone, I'm not on staff. Can I remind you that you are a minister? And I'm going to finish with this and I think we'll go back. You know, we were singing that song and it didn't have words. It was because that song just came out of a prayer time on Wednesday when some of our team gathered. And (laughs) what were we singing? Anyway, but it was like Matt was singing and he was on this side of the room. And then there was just like this moment of almost silence. And then Danny just started singing like very prophetically. And then I picked up on it and I was over here and started to sing with her. And um, something happened really powerful in the spirit as we came together. And I saw, you know, talking about the prophetic, I saw a prophetic, um, I suppose, picture, right? As each, as all of like those Um, people that were prophetic began to arise. You know, I saw at home like, you know, a Patricia who I know loves to worship. I saw her and then right over to another person over there, right in a different suburb, to a Stella over there that gets up and prays and and intercedes. And I, I saw as the different people began to allow their voice to be heard even if no one, they were in their own home and no one was around, that it 
was like, it was an amen one to another. But what it began to do is it began to bridge a gap over our community and over our city. And so where there is needs and where there is lack and where we do not see the Kingdom displayed as each person, you know, like um, Steve, Steve does an amazing job of just encouraging people prophetically just in his own space, like when he's working with people or whatever. As we all began in our different areas of strength and gifting to pick that up and to run with that, not just in a church building, but wherever we are, we began to bridge the gap. And then as I'm saying that, Bev starts to say, yeah, it's like it's like Israel. They've got that dome. Is that right? The iron dome that stops the, yeah. And it's, so it's like this dome that we're creating as long as it's just retained to the stage, as long as it's just um, limited to the professional Christians that are on staff, as long as we see it just as that man of God or that woman of God, but excludes me or excludes you, we are not going to see those gaps filled and it was Wendy that comes she didn't even know this that I'm getting this she begins to read from where is she begins to read from Nehemiah where it's talking about the rebuilding of the walls and how there was the gaps in the walls and how we all needed to stand and come onto the front line to see the 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 walls to see the walls rebuilt and I was yes amen amen as we all begin to arise as followers of Jesus and look to him and seek his face but together are bringing our part our filter our perspective together we are all being built up we will see the gaps of that wall rebuilt we will see his kingdom is we are not talking about building a building. We are not talking, although we might build a building one day, although we gather in a building, it is not about the building. It is about you. 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 It is about us all coming together, picking up our spade. If we are those that have a spade, picking up our tambourine and our trumpet. If we have a trumpet and a tambourine, not of the, the walls of a four, but will walls of a building that has contained the family of God for so long. So I just want to finish and I suppose my, res- my response or what my invitation to you today. we always see Jesus lifted high as individuals, as families, as couples, as churches. It starts there. You know, even in the big C church, us coming together and bridging the gap is all about us actually getting rid of the the names and the labels that we've put over churches and actually just seeing the name of Jesus. And as we do that, when we stand here as you know, in, in power lifting up the name of Jesus, we cry out. And then, then there's another church over here and they're lifting up the name of Jesus. We bridge something over our city. So I just want us to, to finish um, in, in worship because that song, that was perfect.
but I want um, you to just, I suppose, have a moment with the Lord. Open your, open your heart. And if you said, you know what, I, I don't actually play a part or I don't fit, I would like you to, I suppose, repent of that before the Lord, which is actually just a changing of your mind, a, a turning, and re, I suppose, align yourself with the fact that you are the righteousness of God, that if you know Jesus, if you've received Jesus, that you receive the full work of the cross. So you sit as the righteousness of God and you play a part, you play a role. So where you are, you know, you can come down the front, you can stay sitting, you can stand up. I just want us to have a bit of time just to um, be before the Lord. Because when we get our identity right, firmed up. We behave and we act out of that. And for far too long, even as the church and beyond, we focused on, okay, you know, change of behaviour, change of behaviour, you can't do that. If you, if you do that, you're not holy. Da, 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 da. Nah, 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 nah. As, as we get the image that we are Christ-like, we are the righteousness of God and together we come together, we serve each other, we're built up into that Jesus-like people, Jesus-like humans. We will see His kingdom release, we'll see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, release over our city. Be lifted high, be magnified. 